Oh my god! <laughs> I told you. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle. Tim. <laughs> and what we do here is um, I'm hosting tonight. I have a starting page and an ending page on Wikipedia for these guys to get to. And they're going to get uh, from Cat Organ tonight. So their starting page is Cat Organ. And they have to end mm. on Igloo. I, Which what? Cat Organ? Cat Organ. Cat <laughs> underscore organ. For cat organs, see cat anatomy. No, which, not cat organs. Cat organ. No, I, I got it, but it has a disambiguation. Cat anatomy actually sounds a little bit like a. That sounds like a nineties, uh, a nineties educational, uh, like computer game or something. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like a nineties like grunge band, but yes. Oh dang! Yeah, that's true too. It sounds like that too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, well, well, I guess we'll get to talk about cat organs in a second here. All right, I have a. I have a lot of questions for you, Sky, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, first, we have to figure out which of you is going first with our uh, panted, like, who's going to go first game? Maybe we shouldn't pant <laughs> it under that name. <laughs> what I, I feel like that's probably taken. All right. This, mm, I didn't think about how I was, I didn't think about the fact that I have to describe this game. Um, okay. I looked up a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of singing cats on the internet. Yes. Wonderful. And you guys are I'm so proud of you, basically Sky. buzz in and 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 try to be the first to um, tell me uh, what what the cat is. <laughs> the, cat is the cat is like like it's fluffy, like or no, black, or, like what who the what cat are, is. What, the what, name what of the are, cat. What is what is what is this cat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mean like how it exists? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's how mm, it'll just i think it'll you know become what? let's just do a sample a sample let's just do an example okay. so like yeah. i might play i might play like uh everything everybody wants to be a cat from the aristocrat aristocrats uh, right okay. aristocats yeah we're still cats. Yes. aristocrats is just a boring movie about rich people <laughs> that's no good no yeah actually it's a terrifying movie about a really dirty joke i was about to say is that actually yes. a movie Yes. Oh, that's sad. It's like a documentary of all these comedians giving their quote unquote best aristocrats a joke. Oh, mm. weird. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm trying, I'm thinking like there are a few of these that I think I might, you, you can get two points off of. Like if you can tell oh, me like where it's from and like name the cat. And when it's, and I'll let you know which ones are those. Those are, and I think I'm going to do the whole thing. Like, I don't know who started that. If it was Kyle or Tim, but like, if if the first person doesn't get one of them, the other one can steal a point potentially. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So how we're going to do this is we're going to do, uh, open up the the group chat that both of us are in. Oh, I can't use my buzzer. I still have my little. Yeah. See, the thing is, is I'm going to be having. I'm going to be having playing something loud through the speaker so i won't be able to hear which one and one oh i have the cat luckily if, <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't have really worked if one of them was a cat but um so instead of doing that though we'll we'll just have you like type something in you know like just have something in your chat box ready and hit 
hit the button when you're when you're ready to go um that's fair you know if you buzz in and get it wrong i guess you lose a point so you you can't just buzz in first but wow right so this one this first one is an easy one i think and it it Mm. is it is not uh, a two-parter it's just tell me tell me what this cat is it's not the aristocats uh it's not the aristocats dang it Oh. <laughs> uh, Tim, <laughs> that is Neon Cat. That, Dang that it. is Neon Cat. Congratulations, you get a point. I, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel like I've accomplished anything by knowing that. Oh, it's gonna get worse. All right, now here's here's a little bit. Well done, Tim. You you know that mem. <laughs> here's a little bit more of an obscure one. This is a two-parter. If you could tell me where it's from. Uh, you'll get a point, and if you could tell me also what the character is, then you get another point. Maybe we'd hoped we'd get another song, but your piano seemed just the teensiest bit out of tune. Right about here. There's the problem. <laughs> you had squirrel minors in your Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do either of you know? I don't know. Tim. Now, is that from Chippendale Rescue Rangers? It is from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yes. No. Do you remember? That, that no is, uh, way. That's Fat Cat. That is Fat oh Cat. Oh my gosh. And I. Nice job, I did Tim. find one. That's, I guess that this should be an asterisk because he's not really singing, but. He does well, sing mean, in that episode, <laughs> and it's just it, the whole song is like I think it's called the Fat Cat Shuffle, and he just talks about how he's Fat Cat, and I'm like, well, yeah, that doesn't really work. Plus, this had a really terrible pun joke. I mean, mm. did you, have you ever seen Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia? Yes, <laughs> same exact kind of singing. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so don't rough. yeah, it works. Uh, 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 Tim, now I have question. What? Do, You've seen this episode and you know this? I did not know it until he mentioned like Squirrel minor. squirrels. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, maybe it's that. That's a good poll. All right. All right. Well done. Well done. Here's the next one. This is a this is also a two parter. Got it. All right. I got it. <laughs> Oh, it sounds so racist now. It's real bad. Oh, it's absolutely it's real bad. Oh yeah, um, that whole that whole movie's really bad. All right, Kyle. Uh, it's from the Lady and the Tramp. Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember the name of the cats? They have names. Yeah. No, I thought it was just the Siamese cats. Yeah, that's close. No, I don't. I don't Tim, know. Do you remember? I do not. They are Cy and Am. No. Oh, yep. gosh. Hey. It's awful. This this scene, those cats in general in that movie were like nightmare fuel for me as a kid. I was so scared of those cats. <laughs> Even when I was like watching this video, I was like, mm, this is not great. Not great at all. Yeah, that yeah, that movie that movie's got a lot of racist tropes in there. Uh not only the Siamese cats, but the little Scotty dog oh, yeah. is is real temperamental. And there's a goose that is constantly drunk, who I believe is supposed to be Irish. <laughs> and uh, I mean, there's there's levels yeah, going on. Yeah. Not great. 
So, yeah, not not good choices, Disney. All right. Here's the next one it is another two parter, which I think both of you should be able to. What? I don't know what do that want, was, but I do liked want it. that again. <laughs> yeah, do it. Okay. I got to make sure it starts at the right. Right. You got to rewind yeah, the tape. Right. That's, otherwise, we'll that's hear pretty it. much yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I got nothing on this you got one. Nothing on this one. I'm sorry. Uh, that's Salem from Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No. Oh, are you kidding me? Are you kidding? I got to tell Steven about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he has, he loves that show. Candace to loves a weird that degree. show. Yeah, of course they, of course she that's does. That's in the episode yes. where like she decides to go like live in the witch realm or whatever. Uh huh. And her relatives showing her like what her life will be like if, like what the life of her loved ones will be like. And Salem's just real happy and singing the funky song song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he loves that cat a lot. Well, specifically, he likes a talking cat. Sorry. A talking cat? A talking cat? (laughs) Yes. All right. You guys ready for the next one? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. This is another two-parter. Whoa. Tim's on that. I was waiting for this one. Tim. This is the best cat in all singing. Um, This is Rita from Animaniacs. It is. Oh, no. It is. Voiced by Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Wow. Real great, real great voice. Mm-hmm. It was like, I had like several choices for that one. I'm like, this one's probably the most like, I mean, like iconic one. So I'm waiting on a cat, but it is not that cat. That's actually not the cat I was expecting. All right. Well, I hope you get your cat too. I hope you get your cat too. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right. Here's the next All one. Right. This one's only a one-parter. This one took me a moment. Wow, wow. Tim. Yep. That's the that's oh. the that's the cat from Mario Paint. It is. That's where that and that's where that song comes from too. Mm-hmm. Dang, yeah. I couldn't place it. Yep. That that's where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Does that. Does it have Mario a name? Paint. Uh no, that's why it's not a two parter. <clears throat> why is it not oh, in Smash okay. Brothers? That's a that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Good question. All right. It'd be too it'd be too OP, Tim. Here's the last one. Okay. Oh no. Are you looking for the name? This is a two-parter. Oh. All right, I'll bite. All right, <laughs> all right, Kyle. Is this from Is this from Cats? It is from Cats the Musical. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember the cat's name? I have no idea. I have no idea. Tim, do you know? No. Um, no. Grizabella. Oh my it's goodness. Grizabella. She was abandoned. It was sad. 
Oh, oh. All right. That's the last one. That's the last one. Tim wins. Sky. Tim, <laughs> not you didn't. You didn't do opposites attract. Opposites attract. I don't know what that is. Oh, DJ what? Scat Cat. DJ Scat yeah. Cat and Paula Abdul. Yes, and Paula Abdul. That's right. Have you never seen oh, that man. video? Oh, Sky. Oh, I know you what you're talking about it. now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. man that's... <laughs> oh, this is a missed opportunity. This was in the. This was in the Roger Rabbit era where, you know, she has a weird relationship with an animated cat. Yeah, just like everybody else. Yeah. Oh, man. Just like oh. everybody else. <laughs> Beautiful. I think Tim pulled away with that I one. I was also kind of surprised he, never, did. he didn't do anything from Garfield and Friends. See, I, I, mean, I had a few obvious ones, but I also didn't want to do, like, real obvious ones. <laughs> like, all of them being obvious. Mm. So well, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah that was a really fun, uh, a really fun game. What, what a fun time! <laughs> I'm sorry for putting you, <laughs> putting you through that. But now we can talk about cat organs. Mm-hmm. Can, so can we? <laughs> can we? Where, where's the where's the end result again? Like, what are we playing to? Uh, igloo. Oh, igloos. Igloo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah, a cat organ or a cat piano, depending on how rich you are. <laughs> is a hypothetical musical instrument consisting of a line of cats fixed in place with their tail stretched out underneath a keyboard so that they cry out when a key is pressed. The cats would be arranged according to the natural tone of their voices. <laughs> I see no problem with this. So you need to, there's a weird thing that I actually know a little bit about this thing because I watched an animated short where someone imagined what it would be like if there, if someone made an actual cat piano and basically, they made it so that when you pressed a key, like a little tack Aww. stuck into the tail of the cat. Jeez, yeah, that's even worse. Yeah. So basically, anytime anyone's really kind of talked this through, it hurts a lot. It hurts the cats a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, this we should um, also mention this isn't like a real thing. Like there's no one's actually there's no done official it. record right. of a cat organ actually being built. Mm-hmm. Right. There is actually there are a couple neat animated shorts about cat pianos though out there that are horror based if you if that's something you're into but mm. um yeah yeah that it, it's kind of terrifying also terrifying the picture they have here of these little cats huh? from la nature i actually love it i actually think it's pretty what? cute <laughs> yeah no. they have little cages but, they're, but their tails you know their tails <laughs> are like trapped under there i, I know but they're drawing cats I just like that below this uh, drawing, there is a one second clip of a cat meowing in case you oh, forgot. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. For sure. It's just an you instant just meow that. button. I love it. <laughs> that, that's something we all needed. Yes. I did see a BBC uh, so- clip of um, a guy who made a stuffed animal cat organ <laughs> and you just like oh, press no. on their heads and they meow. So... Uh, that's a, that's I mean, a that's thing not... you can Google. Mm. So I didn't know this. Uh, while there is no official record of a cat organ being built, uh, describe rather it is described in literature as a bizarre concept. Okay, the instrument is is used in stories which criticize the cruelty of royalty. While the piganino, a similar instrument using using pigs, has been used to criticize the poor. Wow. What? Yep. I, I have, I just have a lot of questions about that now. And there are pigs in Mario Paint too. 
<laughs> That's true. So you could, so if you were using Mario Paint, you could actually build like a uh, symphony, an argument between the the cat piano and the or what what do they call it in German? Mm-hmm. The cats, cats and clavier, Cl- cats and clavier. That <laughs> that's it. Um, and, and the Piganino. I I like it how can, this article quotes um, a book called Musergia Universalis. Uh, written in 1650, uh, but does not translate it. It just quotes this huge paragraph that's entirely <laughs> in like Latin. Yeah, mm. and uh, doesn't tell you what it says. Oh, it's just like wow. it says emphasis added, and there's bolded. Yeah, everybody knows like here. How to, yeah, let's emphasize the parts that you don't understand. It's like. It- is this one of those things that is sort of like a um, like an altered reality game or something like that, where we're, we're or augmented reality game where we're kind of pretending? Like, are, is this all? Is this going to lead to like a new Overwatch character or something by reading this page? It's possible. Oh wait, wait! Oh. I apologize. Down in notes, they do translate it. Are you kidding? Oh us? yeah, they paraphrase uh, it. This remarkably clever instrument was built not so long ago to try to dispel the melancholy of the prince. Live cats of all sizes were placed in a box built for this purpose, containing sharp points near the tail so that they struck cats of different sizes, producing different pitches when different keys were pressed. The performance of this frenzy of cat voices in harmony, sometimes in misery, sometimes in anger, caused amusement. See? I like how you can switch between misery and anger. Mm, I mean, some cats, you know, they've already decided. And the sheet music, you just have like... No, they're just FM mice. for feline misery and FA for feline <laughs> anger. Oh no! Play in anger. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, this is terrifying. Sky, where did you even find this? Um, so whenever I hear about something, I'm like, that'd be a good page. I just save it on my, <laughs> I save it on Pocket. This like Pocket app that I have. Mm. So I just have a list yeah. of like pages, and I, I don't remember. I have no. <laughs> I don't know where I, where this one came from. I just kind of Amazing. pull, out, pull mm-hmm. stuff out of the box there and see what see what works and what doesn't. This is a great ad for Pocket Sky. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pocket's great. Getpocket.com. <laughs> you can find a cat piano in there and not re- not remember what weird thing brought you there. What weird thing brought you there? <laughs> just that you need to remember so, it. <laughs> um, it is noted that the instrument can be used to reduce the melancholy of princes. I don't know why just specifically princes. I guess they're jerks. Because everyone right? else has um, a heart, yes. Yeah. Uh, almost exactly the situation that occurred in 2010 when Prince Charles was greatly mm-hmm. amused by a performance of the tune Over the Rainbow on an instrument recreated using squeaky toy cats <laughs> by Henry Dagg for a garden party <laughs> held at the Clarence house. Um, That's the guy I was telling you about. Yikes. Uh, yep. I he made him out of toy cats. That's incredible. Is there a YouTube of this? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm going to have to find that. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I choose to go uh, to Squeaky Toy. Oh, that's a great choice, Tim. All right. Squeaky Toy. Oh, uh, well, they, they do have the, in 2009, the People's Republic of Animation, professional animation studio released an animation titled The Cat Piano. That's the one. That's the one I was talking about. Oh, cool! It's kind of terrifying, but great if you get a chance. <laughs> if you get to mm-hmm. get a chance to see it, tells a tale of a city of cats. Musicians are kidnapped by a human in order to make a cat piano. Yeah, it's a it's a like noir 
film oh, kind cool. of kind of uh narrated in beat poetry uh ah. narrated by a cat <laughs> um yeah it's 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 pretty impressive anyway all right, you're going to Squeaky Toys. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mm. Michael, Michael Banikow compares the sampling of cats meows using used in Jingle Cats albums, Meowy Christmas, 1993, and Here Comes Santa Claus, 1994. Oh my gosh! Which I assume are like the dog barking Christmas songs. Uh-huh. Uh, he compares that to the cat organ, and that they both require cats, but dis- diminish each performer's importance. Wow! So just what? by existing. Mm. Yep. Someone someone thought of that. It's outrageous. Oh, man. Anyway, sorry. Well, what, were you, what were you thinking? Uh, Sky, you you were actually a little bit pressing there. I uh, I'm so glad Tim didn't see this, but I uh, I I really kind of want to click Jingle Cats. <laughs> Jingle Cats. All right. <laughs> uh, the other option, I, and I have to ask for a ruling on this, I suppose. Uh-huh. Uh, in the C, also there's the singing dogs. And yeah, I think that. Go ahead. I, I would also like to click that. That that would be a choice. <laughs> you can't click them both. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying. I think that I, counts because the C also isn't just like a list. It's it's trying to describe the things as well. Correct. It's not like a thing at the very end of a page. It, I I, I want to go with the singing dogs if I can. Is if that's a, if that's clear. If that's okay by the rules. If you guys will I, allow it. I'm cool with it if Tim is. I'm fine. Yeah, yep. singing dogs. I'm clicking the singing dogs. Oh All my right, gosh, cool. there's a picture. Sorry, go <laughs> yeah, on. Of course there is. <laughs> Look at those dogs. All right, oh, you're at Squeaky man. Toy. Squeaky Toys. Squeaky uh, Toy, Squeak Toy, Squeaker Toy, Squeeze Toy. What? Does Is there a disambiguation there? No, it's just describing what it says. A Squeaky Toy, Squeak Toy, Squeaker <laughs> Toy, or Squeeze Toy is a soft, hollow toy made from flexible materials. Sky, that, that is just Not- about like beat poetry there for just a moment. Yeah. Not to be confused with the uh, Outcast album Squeaker Box. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, soft, hollow toys made from flexible materials that is rubber or vinyl, usually equipped with a small device known as a squeaker. <laughs> squeak, <laughs> squeaker, squeaking, squeak. Squeak. There's a header here that says, that says Nature's Squeaky Toys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's go right to that. Please do. <laughs> Small animals are sometimes compared with squeaky toys. Oh, no. <laughs> a particularly apt example is the desert rain frog, no. the subject of a widely viewed video titled World's Cutest Frog, regularly described as making a noise like a squeaky toy. Oh, d- Resemblance is enhanced by the fact that the frog vocalizes by inflating its body and then exhaling relatively large quantities of air as of being squeezed. I like that relatively the calls of certain in parentheses birds. there. What's it called, Tim? The calls... The Desert Rain Frog. Desert And the video is called World's Cutest Frog. World's Cutest. If you want to take a listen to that. I'm doing and it. why the heck should we not? I'm doing it right now, Tim. I'll, I'll link you guys. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, if no. it's got to be the world's no, cutest. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. It's it's really cute, you guys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Not okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is not the noise I thought it was gonna make. <laughs> I love the way that it's backing up. Like it's like <laughs> Oh my gosh, this video has 15 million views. As well it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just keeps squeaking. Tim, did you see it? Because I gotta yeah, send this to amazing. <laughs> 
to everyone. Okay. I've been trying to hold on to a thing that I can tweet out about what we what we covered tonight, just so no one knows what we're what we're talking about. And this is it. This is the thing I'm sharing. Cut print. <laughs> this is us. Uh, so uh, birds that have compared been compared to squeaky toys include the Western Kingbird, the Mississippi kite. And the sulfur-bellied flycatcher. But none of them are a cute desert frog, so... Wow. No. Oh, my gosh. And the blue nuthatch of Southeast Asia. How does this become a thing? What, are, like, animals chewing them, or are they actually just squeaking? Is that what they're saying? I think they must just be squeaking, like, the noise. I I gotta imagine. Yeah. All right. Um, Several uh, squeaky toys play prominent roles in Pixar's Toy Story movies. (laughs) Oh no! That's the reason I came here. Oh yep. no, because Don Rickles. Oh yeah, yeah. This is shortly after toy, Don though. Rickles. He was Mr. Passed. Potato Head. Oh, oh, you're right. I, for some reason, I thought he was the Penguin. You're right. It, he no. Went, yeah, no. Oh man. Yep. Well, that's what I thought you were doing. Tom. I remember, who is the Penguin? I don't remember now. I don't remember. I'll probably be able to find it because that's where I'm going. Oh, are you? Um. Yeah, a squeaky toy character is Wheezy, a penguin with a broken squeaker in Toy Story 2. Aw. Consigned to a yard sale, his rescue by Woody sets in motion the remainder of the movie's plot. That's true. So I am going to... I'm clicking on Wheezy, wow. and it takes me to a list of Toy Story characters. Oh, this is going to be great. What a pull. I would, hmm. Nice job. Yeah, I don't really... Do you have that plan <laughs> going you. in? Yes. Wow. Oh, wow. Whoa. I'm very impressed. See, I was going with the singing dogs because Jingle Bells, but I... Yeah, I thought Christmas and Ice and we would get yeah. there, but... Wow. Wow. What a poll. But now you can talk about singing dog, so that's nice also good. job, Tim. Thank you. Um, okay, yeah. This is a very small page, which is a, which is a shame, but it has an amazing picture of the dogs, the 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 titled dogs of the singing so yes. singing dogs group. I didn't realize that this was a smaller Okay, I'm just gonna read the page. The Singing Dogs was a musical recording project under whose name two RPM, two 45 RPM singles were released in the 1950s. Only two. The idea for the singing dogs came from Danish recording engineer, Carl Wiseman, who recorded the sounds of various species of birds, but barking dogs often spoiled the recordings. Uh, Wiseman found a new use for these spoiled <laughs> takes by splicing together the pitches of dog barks into the pattern of dogs. This guy was <laughs> pattern the first- of songs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in Patterns the pattern of, of songs, songs, not in the pattern of dogs. Although <laughs> yeah. I suppose in the pattern of dogs too. I guess that makes sense. He, he, he was the first YouTuber. Like that's that's basically what YouTube yeah, is, you guys. Pretty much. He invented YouTube. <laughs> nice job. Uh, he teamed up with Don Charles, who needs a Wikipedia page but does not have one. Says the red link here. A record producer working in Copenhagen, Denmark. Not the same person as an English. Whoa, hold on. Apparently, there's another Don Charles who's upset mm. about this. Not the same person as an English <laughs> record producer. Also, also named Don. Yeah. Also wonder, named I, Don The Charles. guy who wants to create that Wikipedia page and got denied before was like, look, these aren't the same people. Uh-huh. You add in here. Uh-huh. You jerks. There's two Don Charleses out there. And they're both record producers. <laughs> uh, Wiseman used recordings of five dogs barking. Their names were Dolly. Pearl, Pussy, Caesar, and King, in case you ever need this for a trivia question, and spliced them on reel-to-reel tape and arranged the pitches to the tunes, uh, tune of the Stephen Foster song, Oh, Susanna. It oh, my wasn't, gosh. It wasn't Jingle Bells the first, the first time. Like, 
Is that, I mean, you guys know about this, right? You guys have heard the singing dogs, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Have you heard any song other than Jingle Bells? No. Mm, yeah. I've never no, I heard of this before. I didn't know. I, In fact, I, I always thought it was just one dog and he was using sped up and slowed down clips. I didn't know it was five dogs. It's outrageous. This... It, it's, this is kind of blowing my mind a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, Charles pr- provided the musical ac- accompaniment. Not that Don Charles, though. Um, this was released uh, by RCA Victor in 1955 as the A-side on a 7-inch single with the B-side as a medley of Pat a Cake, the Three Blind Mice, and Jingle Bells. And that's where it came from. It wasn't even the A-side of that track, of that record. <laughs> it became a hit, reaching number 22 on the U.S. Billboard Pop Singles chart. Number 22? sold domain over favorites. 1 million copies. Oh my <laughs> gosh. In 1956, the Troop of Dogs, with a fifth member, uh, this one was Pussy, were again recorded, yielding the single Hot Dog Rock and Roll, uh... BW, but between hot yeah, dog, I don't know. I don't know what that that means. Uh, maybe it's the B side, Hot Dog Boogie. The record, or this recording, is listed as being directed by Carl Carl Wiseman in '83. Uh, RCA reissued Jingle Bells as a single, becoming a Christmas hit on virtually every radio format. Uh, since then, the track has received frequent media exposure during the Christmas and holiday season, although it appears its fame and popularity peaked in the 1970s. <laughs> Doesn't stick uh, around. I, yeah. Wow. There's This is a rich history that I, I did not expect. Thought, I thought this thing was like made in the 90s. Me as too. like a joke. Like yeah. I did not think that it was like, yeah, uh, wow. Oh no, I remembered it. Well, when I was a kid... My folks, my dad had a had a cassette recording of it that he had recorded off the radio when he was younger. So oh, wow. I knew it was at least I knew it was, you know, at least as old as me or and older. But um, I did not realize it went back to the 50s. 1955. Yeah, that's nuts. Oh, man. And it wasn't even the it wasn't even the, the top billing song for that record. Amazing. Amazing. Do you know where you're you're going from here? What uh, man, do you think? <clears throat> I'm not certain because all right, there's the Christmas and holiday season. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there's Jingle Bells. Right, and I feel like Jingle Bells is going to get me to snow rather than just. Mm. I mean, Christmas and holiday just season. Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna click on Jingle Bells. Okay. Essentially, also to- because Tim is going to get there in one click. <laughs> it takes you to Jingle Bells. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. List of Toy Story characters. Yep. Hashtag so, Wheezy. <laughs> yes. So Wheezy the Penguin uh, was voiced by Joe Ranf, uh, but his singing voice was Robert Goulet. Oh wow! Oh, really? Okay. And uh, in the video game Toy Story Three, he was voiced by Phil Lamar. Wow. Wait, yeah, no, that's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good voice uh, talent lineup for a. Uh, a small character. Mm. So Wheezy, also known as Wheezy the Penguin, is a squeeze toy penguin with a red bow tie. In Toy Story 2, Wheezy is introduced when Woody finds him on the shelf. Wheezy was one of Andy's favorite toys until one day his squeaker broke. Oh, no. Andy's Andy's mum. So I guess we know the nationality of this writer who wrote this yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, it could be Canadian. Well, that favorite <laughs> has an O, has a U in it. 
So, yeah. Andy's mom then put him on the shelf, intending to fix his broken squeaker later, but she forgot about him. He is about to be sold at the yard sale, and in saving him, Woody ends up falling so that he is stuck at the yard sale himself and subsequently stolen by Al. Oh, no. That kind of looks like stolen by AI. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I read it first. (laughs) This toy is valuable. (laughs) Yeah. Mm During the outtakes, he describes himself as not a good catcher, and he fails to catch Mike's microphone, less hurting himself several times. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm going to click on Penguin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's what we that's what we got here. You got that, Penguin, that, red bow. <laughs> you don't even have red bow tie. You just have bow tie. Can and you Woody. Read me? I, I mean. I could have looked at the other characters, and I actually did a search for igloo, as if any of them lived in an igloo. <laughs> I did not typically remember that in Toy Story, right. but um, sure. I did not, of course, find one. Okay. I mean, penguins themselves don't live in igloos, but hopefully... But they, they, hopefully they're igloo adjacent, yeah. Igloo adjacent, yeah. Um, Tim, can you read me the, the one line about the red bow tie thing again? It, the, just, the description of the penguin, because that's so perfect. A squeezed toy penguin with a red bow tie. I mean, don't we all at some point feel like a squeezed toy penguin with a red bow tie? It's it's a nice it's it's fun to say. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a rhythm to it. Yeah. A squeezed toy penguin with a red bow tie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, squeeze. we're just we're doing uh just you know beat poetry all over the place tonight. With a red mm-hmm. bow tie. Okay, huh. so I'm going to Penguin. It's not really a meter, uh, Your yeah. turn, Kyle, while I go back to uh, watching Squeaky Animals on YouTube. Oh, no. Now, now Jingle you're, bells. Tim, what? You're, you're ahead of me and you're winning already just by getting to watch videos of, of tiny squeaky animals. I sent that frog mm-hmm. to Candace and she just replied with, ah! <laughs> <laughs> As well you should. <laughs> um, Sky, what was it you were you were rapping there for a moment? I was trying to figure out the meter of a, a squeaky toy penguin with a red bow tie, but is it is it a, pen- a squeaky toy penguin? No, I don't know because like penguin doesn't really penguin, penguin with penguin a red bow tie with a red. I don't know because I mean, if any of us would ever get this, it, it would not be ambic. It usually takes me a little bit to like figure that stuff out. So if you if you come to it, I, I want to know. Okay. Jingle bells. Jingle <laughs> bells is published. One the, yeah, is is one of the best known. Uh, well, hold on. I'm sorry. Okay, there's a there's a bunch of disambiguation here, and I don't know if I want to click this, but uh, this article is about the traditional winter holiday song for the song by Bass Hunter. See Jingle Bells Bass Hunter song for the song by Crazy Frog. See Jingle Bells slash You Can't Touch This. <laughs> so finally, finally together at last so the one that we're talking about is one of the best known cited and commonly sung cited american songs in the world <clears throat> not so that not one. even like christmas songs or holiday no, songs just best. american songs yeah it was written by james lord pure pure pont pure pont sure Pierpont. we'll go with that uh <laughs> I guess I guess they're giving his birth and death date from 1822 to 1893 because that would take a that's a really long time to work on one song <laughs> and published under the title One Horse Open Sleigh. That's the actual name of this thing. One Horse wow. Open Sleigh. Wow, you whiffed it right there, James. <laughs> like, Wait. come on. <laughs> How, mm. How many times does this phrase had... <laughs> jingle bells? <laughs> 
Yeah, you can definitely tell he, hadn't, he hasn't been working at it from 1822 to 1893. <laughs> uh, the song was released in the autumn of 1857. It wasn't even in the right season. Uh, it was claimed to be a, this guy. It was. Gotta get out uh, early. It has been claimed. Yeah, he was getting ahead of the, the Black Friday. That it was originally written to be sung by a Sunday school choir. However, historians dispute this, which seems Stating like you would have... Better oh. things to argue about, historians. I really Stating think that it that it was too racy and secular to be sung by a children's church choir in the days it was written, and that's cited. <clears throat> uh, although I, I got to see the citation. Just hang on. <laughs> it's, uh, Thanksgiving like it's Carol. Snopes. Snopes. Snopes wrote about this. Why, Snopes? You have much better things. Please fact check the president. Stop doing this. Uh, although, the thing it was actually, uh, they were like fact checking is whether or not it was a Thanksgiving Carol. Oh, I see. Okay, I, misunder- I misunderstood. But no, it's probably in here that they they do say, yeah, you know, that it, it probably wasn't sung by a church, or yeah. at least that it was disputed. It probably talks about that in there somewhere. Carry on, Stopes. Uh, Carry on. Although not originally intended to, or on having any connection to Christmas, so they say. It became associated with Christmas music in the holiday season in general decades. General decades? General decades after. It was first performed on Washington Street in Boston in 1857. That's not cited, and it really needs to be. It was first performed on Washington Street in Boston. It sounds like someone was there who's writing about this, Mm. but... Uh, Some area choirs adopted it as part of their repertoire in the 1860s and 70s. Oh my gosh, this is another Civil War link and was featured in a variety of parlor song and college anthologies in the 1880s. So this is a song that could be that could have been played by saxophone players during the civil during the end of the Civil War in the Victorian garage bands, Victorian parlor room garage (laughs) bands. Hmm. Um, (laughs) I just, you know, we just have our, our our breakdown, our own riff, if you will, on. One horse open sleigh. We're testing this, the name Jingle Bells. Tell me if that how that hits you. Uh, it was first recorded by the Edison Male Quartet with a feminized quartet for some reason in 1898 on an Edison cylinder, which would make it sound like nightmare fuel, and became a Christmas favorite in the early early 20th century, according to this guy, where it is cited. Have you guys ever heard anything actually played on an Edison cylinder? Uh, yes, I think so. Is it? Is it? It's real not bad. The, it's the most terrifying thing you've ever. I. I mean, yeah. It's from like a nasty dimension. Yeah. <laughs> On uh, the Good Job Brain podcast, they once played a clip of someone singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star." Oh yeah, I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Okay. Anyway. Jingle Bells was originally copyrighted with the name "One Horse Open Sleigh" on September sixteenth, eighteen fifty-seven. Mrs. Otis Waterman of the Pierpoint's Friends. Don't know what that is. Sure. Uh, oh, no. One of Pierpoint's friends. I'm like, what, <laughs> kind, of, very... what kind of publication is that? One of this guy's <laughs> friends. Pierpoint's friends. I, send out, I forgot I, that was his name and like not the town that he was living in. Sky, I hope you get Pier... my newsletter, Kyle's Friends. My newsletter that's <laughs> sent Pierpoint out every is week. like the most like... Mother F in Massachusetts town I've, I've it's ever not heard. Even, uh, it's misspelled. Uh, his name is Pierpont. Oh, okay. Well, oh. I... Mm, so I, she's not a very good I'm friend. I'm not wrong. No. She's wrong. 
one of pure one of pure points friends described the song as a merry little jingle which became part of the new name when published in 1859 under the revised title of Jingle Bells. I like how that was like, oh, we should, it's a jingle. We should call it Jingle Bells. And it's mm-hmm. like, sure. But like, also, that's, mm, that's yeah. like in the chorus, like several times. It, I guess that, the, mm. that would be like, that would be like Outcast not calling that song, hey, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it happens a lot. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. All right. So that there's actually some dispute about when it was written, it looks like. But, oh my gosh. All right. I'm not even going to go into this. Uh, Jingle Bells. Oh, okay. I like this clip, though. Uh, was often used as a drinking song at parties. <laughs> yes, seems I like weird. this, too. Yep. And people would jingle the ice in their glasses as they sang. Citation needed. Citation needed. <laughs> Oh, man, this next sentence is great. Um, all right, I'll just do this. The double meaning of upsot was thought humorous, not cited, I'll, I'll point out. Uh, and a sleigh ride gave, oh, whoa, gave an unescorted couple a rare chance to be together unchaperoned in the distant woods or fields with all the opportunities that afforded. That's period. End of sentence. With just, all the opportunities that afforded. All the opportunities so that afforded. cheeky Wikipedia. Mm. Wikipedia after dark. Uh, uh, <laughs> so upside is in like the second verse, it looks like. Uh, and the then day she or two ago upside. voice. Yeah. Uh, and then we got upside, right? And then we were upside. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got upside. Yeah, that's it. I don't. Do you know what the double meaning is? I feel like I should. No. Tim? Nope. Oh, Look at okay, us, straight it's cited. It's cited. <laughs> Are you guys police officers or what? Uh, you have to oh. tell me. <laughs> <laughs> a, a day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse okay, was well. lean and lank. Misfortune <laughs> seemed his lot. I, I mean, yes, I know. You got, into, got a into a drifted bank. bank. Oh, and then we got up, up sot. So, and Is it it's sotted like getting drunk right i i'm gonna guess that's so. what they're going with yeah i did not realize there's more to this there, what the wow wow there's more wow okay there's the well they talk I, about the melody here oh there's oh, a I, swedish version called bell clang and it has the translated lyrics bell clang bell, bell clang hear it's dingle dong snowflakes that twirl around in joyous winter song follow us out follow us out blackie trots on in his trails our our sleigh goes where tall pines stand what wow wow yep. there's an australian version if there you, you want to do that one uh oi mate no <laughs> Jing no, there's dangle. literally, there's literally <laughs> dashing through the bush in a rusty Holden Ute uh, utility vehicle, it helpfully says. Kicking up the dust, uh, Esky in the boot. I, it looks like that's a thermal, it's a cooler in the trunk. Uh, Kelpie by my side, singing Christmas songs. That's a dog as a Kelpie. It's summertime and I am in my singlet, shorts and thongs. That that's your undershirt, your shorts and thongs? sandals, S- sandals, oh. sandals. Oh, okay. Multiple thongs. Yes, Tim. Uh, there's a, a. Oh, I'm sorry. Continues. 
A jingle, oh, jingle bells, jingle, jingle all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Hey, jingle bells, hey. jingle bells. Christmas time is butte. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty Holden ute. That's actually kind of cute. I mean. Yeah, especially for Australia. I was really expecting that to get <laughs> blue really fast, but it didn't. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Weird. Wow. Nice job, Australia. I like how there's also a picture here of of the uh, the gemini team gemini gemini uh six team yeah yes i don't know why but they're uh, here well oh first well, song Sky. out of space okay yeah. in a christmas themed prank by <laughs> gemini six astronauts oh. in space they sent this report to mission control um gemini oh this is clever um this Gemini 7, this is Gemini 6. We have an object. It looks like a satellite going north to south and up in a polar orbit. He's in a very low trajectory traveling from north to south and has a very high climbing, climbing ratio. It looks like it might even be a, a very low. Might look looks like it's going to be re-entering soon. Stand by one. You might just let me try to pick up that thing. And then they had Jingle Bells playing, essentially. Because it's Santa? Because it's Santa. Yes, that's the joke. It was Santa. Yeah. It's pretty good. <laughs> NASA. They humor. produced a smuggled harmonica and sleigh bells and, <laughs> and sleigh oh, bells. No. They smuggle a harmonica and sleigh bells. How did they smuggle that harmonica? <laughs> uh, Sky, I don't know if you've heard my if you've heard my newest band, the Smuggled Harmonica. They're the kind of a hipster. Kind yeah. of a hipster band. Oh man. You know that hipster band would be referencing this specific smuggled oh, yeah, harmonica. Yeah, they, they only do holiday songs. It's, uh, and, it, and that would be in the liner notes for their for their album. Would be because sure. of course it's printed on vinyl. It's not. This is not. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it would be it's just printed about, on Edison <laughs> cylinder. Uh, <laughs> All right. What, let's what you, see. What are you thinking? What do you got Man, here? This this actually didn't help as much as I thought it would. Um. Wow. Hmm. All right, so let's see. Christmas music, holiday season. Uh, I was hoping that there would be some links in the lyrics where they talk about snow, and there are not. Oh, man, there's sleigh. Um, There's chorus, chord progression, jolly old St. Nicholas, but that's not going to get me anywhere near it. Uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Edison Silver. There's Christmas music. You could try yeah. Christmas and holiday season. I'm trying to think. Oh, wait. Uh, they've got the chipmunks in here. Did they do an, a song about it in, in, in igloo? <laughs> were the chipmunks ever <laughs> they, in an igloo? Were they ever in an igloo? <laughs> Would someone please Google that for me? <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I guess I'm going to have to go with Christmas music. Oh, man, that's that didn't help as much as I thought it would. I hope this will that'll get you in the right direction. This page give is you a enormous. Few yep. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, Tim, penguin. Penguins. Penguins. Are birds that don't fly. Oh. But they swim really well. Uh, and they come in different sizes and types. It's really nice. So the biggest <laughs> penguin is the emperor <laughs> penguin. Uh, is which really is, you the know, the biggest one. Yep. Wow. They can get up to three feet, seven inches tall, weigh up to 77 pounds. Wait, hold on. So you got the biggest penguin, and the scientists definitely put some effort into naming that one. 
Okay. Yeah. The littlest penguin is the little blue penguin. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> also, oh, actually does have another name, the fairy penguin. Oh my gosh. It stands I around 16 inches tall and weighs 2.2 pounds. Uh, they say that some prehistoric species of penguin, though, attained enormous sizes, <gasps> becoming as tall or as heavy as an adult human. Whoa. What? Yep. Prehistoric cool. penguins? Mm-hmm. That... How has that not been made into a horror movie yet? That sounds amazing. Oh, I bet it has. Oh, my gosh. Giant They've penguins? They've made horror movies about rabbits. Uh, all right. Sorry. That sounds incredible. So, the term penguin, um, there isn't a set etymology <laughs> on that, as there doesn't tend to be. Originally, penguin was used to describe the great auk, which is another bird and is now dead. Oh, extinct. No. That's uh, awkward. When uh, European explorers discovered what are today known as penguins in the southern hemisphere, they noticed their similar appearance to the great auk of the northern hemisphere and named them after this bird, although they're not closely related. Uh, the English word is not apparently of French, Breton, or Spanish origin, uh, but first appears in English or Dutch. Uh, some dictionaries suggested derivation from the Welsh pen or head and gwyn and white, so white head. Wow. Uh... Originally applied to the Great Auk, either because it was found on Whitehead Island in Newfoundland or because it had white circles around its eyes, although the head was black. Ah. An alternative etymology links the word to the Latin pinguis, which, was, which means fat or oil. Support for this etymology can be found in the alternative Germanic word for penguin, feltgans or fat goose, mm-hmm. and the related Dutch word vetkins. Amazing. Uh, remember, like, wasn't it just last episode where we were wondering what a penguin tasted like? Yes, yeah. actually. It is not on here, which makes me sad. Uh-huh. Oh, dang, really? Yep. Uh, but we'll go down to uh, birds in popular culture. <laughs> <laughs> Penguins are popular around the world, primarily for their unusually upright waddling gait, and compared to other birds, lack of fear of humans. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's that one meme with the penguins going up to the oh, scientists yeah. mm-hmm. and being like, yep. let me And let there's me a help picture right here on this, on this page. Is it really? Yep. yep. <laughs> they probably have no, or it's probably because they have no land predators in Antarctica. And mm-hmm. also they don't know what humans are. That I mean, they can't have a really good mm-hmm. idea of what kind of terrible things we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it penguins just also helps the they're like, of- yeah, we're, we're cool here. Like nothing ever, <laughs> nothing ever yeah. messes with yeah. us here. Literally cool here. Oh, gosh, seal. (laughs) Penguins have been the subject of many books and films, such as Happy Feet, Surf's Up, and The Penguins of Madagascar. All mediocre CGI films. Ooh, dang. (laughs) Calling it out, too. I I did not. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I added the mediocre there. Oh, okay. Um, March of the Penguins, a documentary based on the migration process of Morgan Freeman, and a parody titled Farce of the Penguins. Oh, end sentence. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins is a children's book written by Richard and Florence Atwater. It was named a Newbery Honor Book in 1939. And made into Penguins a Penguins have also movie. found their way into a number of cartoons and television dramas. Perhaps the most notable of these is Pingu, created by Silvio Mazzola in 1986. Have you guys ever seen Pingu? No. I have not. Uh, this was something that I uh, that would hop on to Canadian television a lot. Mm. Like little five minute vignettes between like shows. Okay. And in fact, I'm going to click on it on because I know what oh, he no. lives in. Ooh. Oh no. Yeah. Well, now I just um, have but to. But otherwise, just a second. 
Uh, the tendency of penguins to form large groups feeds the stereotype that they all look exactly alike. A popular notion exploited by cartoonists such as Gary Larson. Gary. And that's just a whole paragraph right there. They're like, boom. Weird. They're just, wait, are they just calling people out on, yeah. on assuming that penguins are the same? Uh-huh. Wow. That's Got just an out-and-out call. That maybe the, maybe that, that, that paragraph was written by a penguin. It's like, you know what? Do you remember the movie The Pebble and the Penguin? I never saw it. Yeah, and it is what an awful movie. It is movie. not listed in here. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, they do note uh, Opus the Penguin. I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. Opus the Penguin, the the comic. No strip. Oh, no. oh, oh, really? Oh, uh, uh, uh what's oh. it called? Uh, uh Bloom County. Bloom County. Thank you. Gotcha. Right. I Opus the Penguin and um, what's his name? Uh, Bill the cat. the cat. Bill the cat. Bill the cat. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Uh, the, I never uh, call them by their names, I guess. <laughs> whenever you think of a, a penguin looking at his underwear, you think of Opus. That's right. I do. That's right. That, I mean, <laughs> Every that's time. accurate. Um, yep. But I have uh, clicked on Pingu. Pingu. Yep. All we're right. Keeping this, uh, we're keeping this penguin train riding. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> now I want to see a penguin train. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. now I hear you Googling penguin train. No, no, I'm not. I promise. Okay. Uh, uh, let's talk about some Christmas music. You got any? Whoa. You got Sorry, any? I just <laughs> accidentally kicked my laptop. So angry <laughs> that there aren't any penguin trains. Jeez. Uh, I might have searched Sorry. penguin horror movie, and there's definitely a trailer on YouTube for. You're kidding me. A, a spoof of a 1970s horror film. Oh that somebody my God. made Death March of the Penguins, and it looks very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Christmas music. Oh, no. I want to talk about the other thing. Uh, this is a big page. Yeah. It has a lot of things about Christmas music. Yeah. Anything with snow? No. How is there mm. not a single Eskimo kisses? No. Mm. Not a single linked snow link on, uh, like, no word snow linked here at all that takes you to a thing about snow. I mean, yeah, I've got, like... Um, yeah, let it, it right snow, here. let it snow, let it snow, or Frosty yeah. the Snowman. But mm. the winter-related songs celebrate the climate, the the climatic season mm-hmm. with all its snow. Uh-huh. Not linked. Dressing up for the cold. Not linked. No. Slaying. Not linked. Yeah. No. Slaying. S l a y i n g. Not linked. <laughs> yeah. None of these. So uh, way to go, Christmas music. At a Wikipedia page writer, thanks. Let's down. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Okay, I'm is there anything gonna... you want to talk about on here though? Uh, not really. I okay. mean, it was just they they have there. There's one bit that's funny here. Um, okay, yes, this was uh, Christmas carols became popular. Uh, they say here. I guess it, it, you know it's kind of vague because uh, the earliest examples it says here are just kind of parts of the the kind of the hymns that were used in uh, observance of the of the Feast of the Nativity and Theophany, uh, many of which are still in use by Eastern Orthodox Church. Um, and then in the 13th century, we started calling them carols specifically, uh, which apparently huh. was started by Francis of Assisi. So weird that yeah, I, I kind of want to know that want to know that story. Um, but it, it's really, it's more of a festive hymn, I guess. 
So it's a hymn that's festive, I guess. Uh, you know, just that that's how that what that's what makes it a carol. But uh during the Commonwealth of England government under Cromwell, uh because Oliver Cromwell, you know, interesting guy, the Rump Parliament prohibited the practice of singing Christmas carols as pagan and sinful. Uh like other customs associated with popular Catholic Christianity, because Catholicism was terrible in that time, you know, it earned the disapproval of Protestant Puritans. Famously, uh, Cromwell's interregnum prohibited all celebrations of the Christmas holiday. This attempt to ban the public celebration of Christmas can also be seen in the early history of Father Christmas. This it, it, they they tried to or he tried to abolish Christmas and it did not work. I there's another uh, the Revolutions podcast that I listen to occasionally talked about. Uh, Cromwell's uh, his time as the you know basically the not quite king of England and um, his his take on how he ruled things was is was interesting but then specifically things like this he he just yeah it did not work out Uh, it says here that there's some debate as to the effectiveness of the ban uh, basically because how do you enforce that How, how do you not how do you enforce not celebrating for Christmas when you could just say, well, it's not for Christmas. We're just eating this goose because we like it. You know, we're just, all, right. we're all taking the day off today because Christmas. Because Christmas. Because not, because not Christmas. Sorry. Uh, see, it's, it's tough. It is. It's harder <laughs> than it looks. Uh, did you see this uh, Christmas music as a stunt format? No, I missed that. What I have that? never heard of this. Christmas music is a popular stunt format used when a station is transition transitioning to a different format. Okay. For instance, a rock station changing to a rhythmic rhythmic oldies format will often air Christmas music in between. This can occur at all times when Christmas music seems out of place, such what? as in the summer. The end of the calendar year is a common time of year for format switches. As such, Christmas music may be aired for a prolonged period of time from as early as October and or extend as late as New Year's Day while the station prepares the switch. Conversely, when uh, 94.9 in Atlanta changed from adult contemporary to country music in the middle of uh, December 2006, it abruptly started. It abruptly stopped playing its annual Christmas music a week before the holiday. Oh, Oops. wow. A brief 24-7 Christmas music format Ooh. is also common during Christmas in July stunts. So uh, Christmas in July on radio station might be like, ah, we're switching our genres of music. We don't want you to notice. That's incredible. I never knew. Yeah, that's it, so weird. That's apparently really effective. I didn't pull it together. <laughs> I should also mention that there is not a single citation in this paragraph. Uh, actually, so that's a fair we'll point. We'll see. Yeah. That's a yeah. fair point. All right, well. You got anything? What, what are you thinking? That's enough Christmas music for me. I, I mean, yeah. oh, man, you guys. I know Tim's right there, so I might as well just click something interesting, but... Should I just click on Let It Snow? I'm going to just do that. Okay. Where's the nearest link for Let It Snow? Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. (laughs) Get me out of here. Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Also known as Let It Snow. Let It Snow. (laughs) All right. right. Pingu. Pingu. Look at this. Oh, I have seen this penguin. Pingu, guys. Canadian television as a child. Yeah, a British Swiss stop motion clay animated children's comedy television series created by Atmar Gutmann and produced from 1986 to 2000 for Swiss television. 
It centers on a family of anthropomorphic penguins who live at the South Pole. One reason for Pingu's international success is its lack of real spoken language. Nearly all dialogue is an invented Gramolot penguin language consisting of babbling, muttering, and his characteristic <laughs> sporadic loud honking noise, noob, noob, <laughs> accompanied by turning his beak into a megaphone-like shape. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, I do know what you're talking about now. Do you want to know the best thing about Pingu that I discovered while reading this? Is it that you can make that noise? Because that's pretty great as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no. There's even better noises to be had from this. Oh, wow. I can't wait. In 1989, David Hasselhoff released, in Switzerland only, a single titled Pingu Dance, a rap song based on the Pingu shorts and featuring samples of Pinguinese. No. Yes. We have to listen to this right now. Oh, I found it. How? (laughs) Pingu Dance. It even has an album cover. Of him in like his red, uh, like zip up. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh my gosh! Like Baywatch kind of looking thing, with a giant pingu resting next to him. I'm so now I'm torn because I wanted to use the little squeaking frog, but how do I not link to this? Oh, this is real good. Yep. Oh wow. Oh, oh my gosh! I. The noises that Pingu makes should never have been incorporated into a rap song. Or should they <laughs> But if they were, the only person who could pull it off would be David Hasselhoff. Should, or should they be incorporated into all of them, Tim? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is incredible. This is real good. I, how, how, yeah. how do we not know about this song? The song is used as a theme to Pingu in international airings and was also heard in the new version of the Pingu Looks After the Egg episode and replaces the Woodpeckers from Space song from the original version. Uh-huh. Woodpeckers from Space <laughs> sure. is a song by the Dutch Euro Disco Italia Disco Duo Video Kids. Oh, wow. The song features sound effects from the Speak and Spell toy. It was also heard in the original version of the Pingu episode, Pingu Looks After the Egg. Where is all this music coming from? Tim, I feel like you're just making up words now. I don't think you're... I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm right serious. Here. That's I'm, not I'm, possible. I see them too. <laughs> yep. Woodpeckers from space. So, you know what that tells us? What? There's wood in space. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just... I'm still yep. listening to this song. Go on. Yep. So... Yeah, we're definitely, I, I would love to sample a bit of this. A game released only in Japan, made for the, made for the Nintendo DS, <laughs> Pingu no Waku Waku Carnival. Oh, wow. Or Pingu's Wonderful Carnival. It was made by Square Enix. Released oh. in November 2008. Uh, oh, man. You guys, him, David Hasselhoff describing how to do this dance is magical. This is just, this is so incredible. <laughs> I, I'm still listening to it. I'm sorry. Anyway, Tim. Yep. Is it here? Yes, it is. Oh, it, totally it is. is here. Nice yep. job. Dang it. Uh, yep. The program is set in Antarctica and centers around penguin families living and working in igloos. Aw. Yep. Nice and job. And that's where I'm going. Igloo. Well, at least I got to hear David Hasselhoff. That's right. <laughs> to the penguin. You have been blessed tonight. Thank you, Tim. Anything I, you want to say about Let It Snow? Uh, uh, it's another Christmas song that had a different name other than the name that it was born with. Because 
people who write these songs are terrible at naming things, apparently. Um, let's see. Like how it was written in Hollywood during a heat wave. Oh, wow. And he imagined, uh, and uh, Jules Stein, the composer, imagined cooler conditions. That's cited. How? Okay, no, it is. It's an audiobook. Wow. I kind of want to click that. Uh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I wanted. Very nice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm. Igloos. Igloos. Man. Igloos are one of those things that look like they would be easy to make, but are mm. definitely not. Definitely well, not. Yeah. Tim, that's yeah. not true because uh, Modern Farmer published an article a couple of years ago about how to make an igloo. I'm going to look it up right now while you do this. Go on. It, I mean, there's, there's math in this, here, dude. I don't know how this proves it. The fact that they had to like write an article about how to do it. Oh, wait, I looked up on the... <laughs> Sounds I looked like, it up on the wrong. No, no, no. See, there's a there's a oh my gosh, an ice hack in this that um no, I don't want to look up modern family, modern farmer. Uh okay. So here's what you need to make an igloo, Tim. Ice. And Sky, you might actually be well uh well situated for this because the right perfect shape for an igloo block is a cat box. Okay. Yeah. Build so an urban they, igloo. Build an urban igloo. And oh my gosh, there's I didn't even know this. The blogs at urbanigloos.com. I'm click oh, it's gone. Dang it. Womp womp. But <laughs> um yeah, yeah, a uh, a cat box, a litter a litter box will uh will make a perfectly sized igloo brick. Huh. There's there are YouTube videos of people doing this. It it it's, it actually sort of works. It's also a good way to take out the litter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, in typical Wikipedia fashion, they get very mathematical in here. Math- Snow igloos are built in the shape of a catenoid, which offers optimal ratios between the height and diameter of the structure to eliminate the structural tension, which could otherwise cause it to implode or bulge. The wow. stresses of snow as it ages and compresses against the igloo will not cause it to buckle because in an inverted paraboloid or catenoid, the pressures are exclusively compressive. Okay, I that that's all nonsense to me, but I really like the idea of the stresses of snow as it ages because, mm-hmm. man, I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's something mm-hmm. I very much in, I, I very much uh, uh, feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's it's kind of weird that there's this whole this whole thing is in, in construction and it is completely mathematical, like talking about stress and forces per unit areas. And then at the very bottom, like the last sentence is just. After they had created their igloo, it was believed that they would rub berries on it to dye the structure red in order to keep out the spirits. What? What? Now, it says they. Yeah. This entire section does not mention any one specific people or group of people making this. (laughs) It's just, you know, they. Yep. There's no citation there. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Central Inuit. Oh, okay. The design originates from the Central Inuit. That's probably who they're talking about. Some some uh, overzealous editor got rid of the antecedent there. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like, oh, yeah, after all this math, they'd rub berries on it. I mean, wouldn't you? I mean, I rub berries on everything, but that's fair. That doesn't involve math. Yes, <laughs> that just involves spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even that. Just just nice colors. Oh, OK. 
Also true. Just smear berries on things. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why I brought you here. I just think igloos are neat. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't seem to have anything to do with cat was, uh, pianos. I really no, wanted to I mean, ask about this. They don't, need to be, they don't need to be linked. Well, they do, actually. That's how this I game mean, works. Guy. I mean, the, the shape of the... <laughs> the, sh- the premise of the thing was like the two very unrelated things can be... Can be I mean, the shape of an igloo weird. is a catenoid. Oh. Oh. There you go. So cat boxes. The cat boxes. Uh, yeah. That's See? there. I helped you, Scott. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like a cat organ is a cat box. The oh cat my prison. Gosh. Uh, cat piano. Cat prison. Cat piano, cat box, catenoid, three cats, triangle, Avoid the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sky, it doesn't have to be specifically linked thematically just actually linked uh through hyperlinks that's that's really the only that's the key there yeah, yeah that's that's it. sure otherwise yes i agree it doesn't matter but it, it is nice that we found an actual thematic link here <laughs> yeah nice job through through toy story wow. that was a good poll thank you how did you do it i want to know how did i do it yeah mm, i think i clicked on some things how did i do okay. it well, okay. yeah <laughs> oh i i started i clicked on Mm, I'd have to. I, I, cl- I clicked on like a Spanish king. Oh wow! I think. Okay. Or yeah, and then and then got to like uh, Alaska. The reason that I ask is I I really thought when I got to the like the singing dogs, yeah. I really thought I might be on your trail. For some reason, I thought, oh yeah, snow and everything here. Like I I've, I've got to be like three clicks away from this. For some reason, I was really confident for about 10 seconds <laughs> and then i clicked on the article and it was five sentences long <laughs> oh. yeah it's tough it happens it happens good job though As, Tim. Uh, it happens every other week uh mm. here on, <laughs> on we should know better <laughs> that's right uh, you can find more episodes uh, at wskbcast.blogspot.com we're on Twitter at WSKBcast. I don't really do too much on there. I should do more. Mm. Um, and we're on Facebook, too. You can search for We Should Know Better. So, yeah, that's about all I have. Do you have yeah. anything this week? Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I want to listen to all of these cute animals now. That that just re- that just completely rearranged my evening. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. I also want to, you made You made a cool... Uh, a cool poster. Uh, oh, I did. And you're coming out with another poster. Another poster. Yeah. If, I, I if mean, you are a fan of Breath of the Wild, which, man, <laughs> I think that the Venn, the Venn diagram is pretty much a circle. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah made, you sh- I made a travel poster for a game I don't like. <laughs> yeah, you made a travel poster for a game that he doesn't like in an attempt to like it a little bit more, I think. It's so beautiful. Which is fair. It's so beautiful. And it's I, a good looking game. And yeah. it's a good looking poster. Oh, You can thanks. find it on Redbubble. That's, that's really um, kind of do. How do you find it on Redbubble? Uh, you'd probably have to find... Uh, I'd, I'll probably have to link it. Maybe you can retweet it or something like that. Yeah, uh, what's your name know. on there? Do you know? It's this. It's K by any name. Okay, so if you search if you search K B any name, then... Or no, K by any name. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah, then you can you can find his posters. It, it it's one of those it's one of those uh nicknames that i put together and then afterward thought how do i explain how do i say this to someone and i i've always wondered like like in in a like chat room how sometimes people will shorten names 
Like, would they shorten it to just KB or something? Like, K by? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but thankfully, chat rooms are dead. That's not a thing anymore. Thankfully, <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you for a lot of. Mm. It's, it's good all around that chat rooms are dead. Oh, totally. Yes, that's a that's a period in my life I never as, went back. As awful as Twitter is, mm. uh, it could be a lot worse. It's sort of a step up, I guess. It's sort of a step up. Mm. So anyway, all right, cool. Gonna be, I'm gonna be tweeting out a, a, a cute frog here in a second. Yes, tweet that cute frog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks again. Yep. We'll see you next time. See <laughs> Take care. Bye. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this is not in sync. <laughs> No, I just need to know, like... Oh, those, you'll know. Do those look very different than what you have? <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's just what I need to know. Is like, I, Yeah, that was not good. No, that you'll, was good. You'll know. No, I, just, I, I stopped, like, halfway through because the cacophony was <laughs> throwing me off. All right. Uh, That'll be fine, though. I'll figure it I out. I think you'll see it. You'll I'll, see it. I'll see it. Yeah. How often do you clap in front of your mic, Tim? <laughs> not often. I should yes. do it more often, though. No, you should not. Please don't. Mike's Mike's love that. Yeah, <laughs> M I K E's love that. Aww. When you just come and just clap in front of them. Hey, hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Yeah. All right, you guys. You guys ready to? Just, maybe this is just the pot. Maybe we just hang out tonight. We just don't have any stressful games. We just we wanna, just chill.